But since our last interview, there's a, a podcast that came out with your man, T.I. Yeah. And he talked about a somewhat similar situation. He said that him and his cousin ended up catching a gun case. His cousin died. And he cooperated against his dead cousin and made that gun case go away. So all through the comments when that came out was, hey, Boosie said what he said about Terrence. How does he feel about the situation with T.I.? Well, I feel like the situation with Terrence, I don't even know if that's that's true. Because I got people going to come to Vlad TV and talk to you about Terrence. Okay. But so I don't know if that's true. With the T.I. situation, if he did that, you're a fucking rat too. I don't spare no motherfucking body. Because if you if you if you doing anything wrong, you doing anything criminal wise, and you cooperate with law enforcement to get you out of trouble, that means you're cooperating. That means you're a rat. But I'm gonna tell you like this: when I saw that, I think Ti fucking lying. I think he went up there and just got the fucking talking. You think something happened at 17 years, 18 years old, right? You gonna hold how vocal he is. I've been around this. You gonna hold that in all them damn time? All this damn time for 20 something years, you gonna hold that in? Wh and it finally came out? But why why admit to that though? Why admit to that after? Like, bro, I, I bro, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. T.I., he's saying this happening early in his career. Right. Like, when all this was going around with the with the with the with the shit what they said he on the uh when he got busted with the guns. With the uh no the video when he was doing it for the um the video, man, the crime stopper shit. Oh yeah, yeah, no, well yeah. Well, like I said, he got busted with a bunch of guns and he ended up getting a deal which involved him doing crime stopper commercials. Right? Right, right. right. And he got very little prison time. Right, a right, bunch right. of military ammunitions, basically. And he did that. Right? Yeah, but all this stuff, uh, bro, I just feel like, for me, t talking and vibing with this man, I don't feel like he could have held that in for fucking all these years. I, you just wait, basically just come out and say some shit like that, like, I don't that know, shit man. was... Look, like... And then, like, I'm like, why the fuck he say that when we got a fucking album finna come out? Okay. Like, it was like, bro... I, okay, so is that album coming out? No. Oh! So you have a finished album with T.I. that's not coming out? No, because it ruined everything. Because of that? It ruined everything. I woke up with my motherfucking phone, everything full. Like, Boosie, you cannot do an album... Boosie, my real fans like Boosie, you the last one left. They like, you cannot put this album out. Like, you know, my uncle OG nigga called me. Like, Boosie? Like, nigga, hey. <laughs> nigga, what you gonna, hey, look. Nigga, that album ain't, my uncle called me. Nigga, that album ain't coming up. He told um, you that. That was my uncle's OG nigga, yeah. 61. Uh. Nigga, that album ain't coming out. Nigga, you stand on business, nigga. Hey, man. Hey. For those of you uh, wondering what's going on right now, this is the Players Playlist. Uh, DJ Eakin, Crisco Kid here. Uh, Crisco! I hit you up yesterday, man, because I, I had a lot. I, I wanted to get into this, man, because uh, for those who are wondering what's going on right now, welcome. Welcome to the pod. Um, get up. 
I hit Crisco up yesterday and I was like, you know what, Crisco, man, um, sports, entertainment, all this stuff is kind of intertwined. I want to talk OGs. And in particular, because this T.I. and Bootsy thing, in case you don't know about it, has been going kind of crazy over the last, uh, I would say, week, week and a half online. Right. Um, Crisco, let me bring everybody up on uh that hasn't been here or even know what's going on on this hip hop side of things. Because if you know T.I., T.I. is a major star, right? T.I. is like movies, TV, everything, right? Reality show. His, 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 his history in the rap game is there, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's etched in stone, right? Records with everybody. Uh, Bootsy, of course, Bootsy, of course, I would say maybe a step down uh, career wise, as far as like, you know, the, the, uh, a crossover appeal that T.I. has had. But when it comes to talking about the hood, Bootsy means just as much, if not more. Uh, we also know if you watch Vlad TV at all, shouts out to Vlad and, and his online presence. Bootsy is a mainstay over there. Bootsy is a mainstay on Vlad TV talking any and everything. Bootsy um, Vlad in some ways, yes. Yeah, 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 it does. Uh, let me tell you too, like this, man. Them interviews with Bootsy be easily a million clicks. Easily a million clicks easily because Boosie will say any and everything and in particular we're talking about right now because recently as Bootsie talked about and Vlad talked about on this clip T.I. was on a podcast not long ago and and talking about he and I'm paraphrasing here may have snitched on his dead homie because his homie was dead or something to that effect right Bootsie got wind of it and they had a joint album about to come out this that and the third and Bootsie is saying and if T.I. did that he is indeed a rat and now there will be no joint album because he can't stand on that um I bring this convo to you Crisco because in the black community and I want to get your thoughts as a representative of the brown community I don't want to speak for that I want to speak to that um right right this no snitching culture, this this thing that we have going on with street life mixed with entertainment life, man, it, it's a slippery slope, Crisco. So being where we are right now with what you just heard, let, let's get your beginning thoughts first on, you know, because um, I think T.I. and Bootsy are our OGs, right? So my first issue with this, Crisco, is why are we on the phone? Why are we online with this, right? That's my first issue. So why again I just don't buy it bro I, I don't know if I'm just at this cynical part of my life to where I just I, I take like I look at it I can question it and then I start thinking about is the album still coming out is this all publicity just to get everybody just kind of talking and then they're going to work together or something's going to happen within the next two three weeks the OG's I'm going to have a discussion, and then all of a sudden, no, I was in communication, this is what had happened, and then, bam, everybody's kind of waiting to see what's on this album, and then there we go, the album is dropped. Doesn't really do anything, because I don't know if the audience is really checking for new music by Boosie and T.I. I didn't even know there was a want for a joint album between Boosie and T.I. I'm not against the joint album. I, I like both of the artists. Matter of fact, I, I mean, I've been a fan, I guess, of Boosie's music since before Ratchet and all that came out, you got to think like uh, I'm from Houston originally. So a lot of stuff that would come from Louisiana and vice versa. Uh, one of my dogs, Happy Perez, actually worked on Boosie's early projects. And uh, he, Happy Perez, if you're not familiar, did a lot of stuff with uh, like Young Bleed, How You Do That There, and all Baby Bash and Dope House stuff. So I've gone back, like knowing people who've known Boosie, I understand how connected they are in the streets. And same thing with Tip and 
and and and even trade the truth with the hustle gang and so i know a lot of people are on this side too man and for years and i i i don't know if this is real because there's no point nobody benefits from this i know we're talking about it right now and now we're talking about og street culture but i think whether you're black whether you're brown whether you're white whether you're asian everybody's got their quote street codes that everyone's supposed to live by but then i think at one point let's just say this isn't made up let's say it's real then you're looking at just code period and then you're talking about snitching right and i noticed the the the, the course of snitching has evolved within the past five ten years um we saw takashi 69 in that case we're looking at ysl everybody in rico charges right now and i don't think snitching or even bringing this up i don't think the young people that's actually keeps pushing records and music and and as buying and streaming i don't think they care anymore i really don't and when we're talking about snitching and bringing any of street code or things that people should or live by according to this code i think they're talking to people like us that's 33 to like dead you know what i mean that 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 go by the old street code view like hey there's just some things you don't bring up again there's some things that if you didn't admit it then you're just gonna have to take that with you uh unless it never we always say there's two things you can't do right you, you can't talk uh bad on people that aren't there to defend themselves and you right. can't talk bad about dead people and when you do those things like that it, it kind of questions you as a man i don't know if that it, whether you call that street code or just living up to being a human being a good person to not speak on the dead and not they don't bring up people that aren't in their presence but those are two things that i think you should just live by regardless and I'm just not sure this whole thing is even really real right now. I can't believe everyone is even like talking about this right now. Well, well, let, let, let me let me break it out. Let me let me go back a little bit, not break it down, but let me go back a little bit because because you gave me quite a few things to unpack here. Um, first, let's talk about whether it's real or not. Right. We do know. Well, we we don't know. But to your point, right, I'm not sure if it's real or not, but it has even escalated to another step. Right. Like T.I. had pretty much what he called a paperwork party at one of his establishments in Atlanta. And he was, yeah. he had the paperwork there and he was even online calling Bootsy out. Like, look, bro, you didn't did all this calling out. You supposed to come see this paperwork. Whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop. My, 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 my issue I want to get into with that though is at what point do dudes like T.I. and Bootsy, should they be above that? Right? Because I, I look at a Jay-Z, right? The thing I love about Jay-Z is, he is not going to come down to the level, at least publicly, and address everything like that online to give everybody something to talk about. Let's go back to the incident that happened to him to happen to him in the, in the elevator. Right. Jay-Z and the family never spoke on that until they felt like it as a collective and they made like one statement and they were done with it. They let the Internet do whatever they wanted to with it. But they don't go through all of these things of like, I got to come online and answer. I got to go live. And I think to me, that's the mistake that's being made by the OGs. And 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 I'm even as much as I love Tip, I'm a little disappointed that he participates in these because I hold Tip as like one of the greats to ever do it. And I feel like every time he does something like this, it does a bit to tarnish. It does something to tarnish his legacy. Am Deacon, I? Go ahead. This is what I'm saying, bro. Right. I don't understand how this can be real. We're grown men. Like, Egan, if anything happened, like we had a disagreement or whatever, I'm not going to just go to Instagram and just, it doesn't make sense. We, How many times do we have this conversation? Uh, whether it's 
Stephen A. Smith or Shannon Sharp or whoever we're talking about, how they're always bringing up how they're just disagreeing and, and, and all these sports shows and, and in entertainment and pop culture, we always say, well, grown men, they should just be able to pick up the phone and call each other. How many times we got to say that? They, it, they know that. Everyone knows this already. So this, to my point, is why I don't believe this can actually be real happening right now, especially both of these two dudes have, there's a generation of people that grew up listening to their music. And for for similar or different reasons why you listen to the music. But again, if this is PR, and if this is a way to kind of go to the gram, to get the public opinion, to prove whatever, whatever, you're talking to the wrong people because the people that are your fans are not on TikTok or Instagram watching all day long. They have families now. People got, if anything, they're on Facebook. You should be focusing on Facebook, <laughs> on your business page. You know what I'm saying? That's the people in your demographic who you're supposed to be talking to, not on Instagram and TikTok. That's knowing the audience. So again, I think you're trying to impress people and trying to stir up some stuff within a younger demographic, right? Because you got to stay relevant. I get it. But I don't think they care in the manner that this is all being played to be. Right. And, and if you look in the comments, though, I don't I don't think it's working for the younger generation, though, because a lot of times what I see in the in the comments, right, with the younger generation is they go, they say stuff like you're too old for this. Ain't you supposed to be grown? What are your kids going to think? You acting like your child right now. And, and, and to your other point, right about six, nine, the thing I, I will always say about six, nine is this. I never thought six, nine was a street dude. I thought 6ix9ine was pure entertainment. And after watching his documentary, I thought he was pure entertainment. He was going for likes at by any means necessary, likes and views online. That's why he went. I thought the gang members on the other side kind of, again, lost credibility because they let him come to their neighborhood, buy bandanas. And this ain't something I'm making up. I saw this on the documentary. He bought bandanas, distributed them out, and then everybody was in his video. And then suddenly it's like he was a part of the gang. He was repping. He was doing whatever. So I wasn't surprised when the feds put the pressure on him and he folded because he was never a street dude to me. So I think maybe, do you, do you, are you in agreement with me then that the confusion is we've confused so much about who real street people are as opposed to the persona that we're playing, especially especially in the black and brown community and and, and in the rap game, because the street dudes that I know, that I know real street dudes from back in the day, they not trying to run to the gram to tell you nothing. Matter of fact, they don't even, the street dudes that have been around me, and I thank them for this, they have done all that they could to keep me from around it because they thought that I was like, they was like, bro, you don't even need to be over here. Like, we'll hang out sometimes. But when they really go to do real street stuff, they be like, hey, man, we'll holler at you later. And they don't tell me where they going. They don't tell me about what they doing. That way, I ain't never got to lie. Look, I'm not from the streets. I know a lot of people. You know what I mean? I've been around in radio and rap and hip hop and whatever I've been a privileged to be involved in throughout my career. And, um... Anybody who has been in a position growing up that I would look up to as an OG, you're, you're right. The same thing. At one point, yeah, yeah, everybody's banging. But then at one point, you become like, hey, that's not it, man. There's more for you over here. Or like you just said, you shouldn't be around here. Like that's the OGs that you're supposed to surround yourself. And those are the ones that are supposed to be around to let you be better to see something in you that, nah, this ain't for you, or, okay, this your role, bam, bam. And so 
when you have OGs that are mentoring at one point, right? They got there's got to be this mentoring, whether there's this side of things that's happening, or there's the business side, or there's the life side. That mentor, that OG that you're supposed to be looking up to, is supposed to at one point kind of guide you in the right direction, whatever direction that may be for you. Um, whether you see for yourself or that your people around you kind of let's go this way, right? Um, again, man, I don't know, Egan. Like, like, I just can't really believe like a lot of stuff I'm seeing, even last week, and I'm not gonna dive into this because um this hometown, but when I see people and I see um, you know, mob ties and Jay Prince and everybody starts going in on them, and then I'm like, it's just too much online. Like, I've just never seen so much information voluntarily divulged on social media than I have in the past couple of years. And I'm just like, stop. There's no point. Stop. Right. How, how much yeah. of this do you put on, like, a Vlad, though? How much do you put? Because Vlad will give you the platform. He Vlad will. And, and to me, it seems like as of late, right, because it doesn't seem like as many new artists are going on Vlad like it used to. Because I I know for a minute there was this we're not going on Vlad thing because he's just he's, um you know, he's a culture vulture, this and that and the other. I'm not going to get into that. But Vlad will gladly give Bootsy the, the platform because Bootsy does drive clicks like whatever people are saying in those comments to his credit, good or bad. I'm not here to judge that Bootsy does drive clicks. Do you think that Vlad is part of the problem here, though? Like, or let me just not say Vlad per se. Let me just say these online platforms like that, that in no way, shape or form are living out here on the block or have a chance of losing a life because of something like this. But they just steadily like sit down and talk to me and let me get into that again. Let me get into that again. Let me make you say something else that could cause somebody to be like, you know, what, man, when I see you, I'm going to see you. Right. Because like I said, we got T.I. and Boosie now going back and forth like T.I. has been in Boosie's comments like Boosie was at the game. T.I. went in the comments and, and, and that sort of thing. That's what I'm saying. Nobody gained like he's definitely a part. And you can't just say it's just him. Like you said, uh, because that gives him a lot of credit. And but Vlad's been doing this. Thing. I mean, I know Vlad. Shit, when was the first time we met at a mix show power summit? I was pushing mixtape. He had his mixtapes. Vlad the Butcher. I mean, this is probably like 02, 01, um, 03, somewhere around there. And so, like, I've known Vlad for a minute, and I know he found his lane. And he's just running with it. So you can't be mad, but at the same time, when always we talk about, well, who do you blame? Do you blame people putting out snap music, or do you blame the radio stations for doing it? Do you blame the labels? Or do you blame the artists? Or do you blame the fans for wanting the music? It's always that cycle. But you got to throw in TMZ in there. You got to throw page six in there. You got to throw every blog from all of them, whether it's a girl's quote unquote gossip blog to everyone. Because when you when you depend on uh, as a society and as content creators that just want to keep putting it out for the clicks. And we've talked about this before, just for the clicks and just for the cycle and just to get people talking. Because at the end of the day, nobody's benefiting except for the people continually putting out the, the, the people for the clicks. So. Boosie, T.I., does anybody really win in this? No, but Vlad does because he continues to get the clicks and Boosie will get the clicks, Tip will get the clicks, and that's why I believe this is all just another PR stunt. <laughs> so you don't, you don't, you don't, so you really don't believe that this is real at all? Just like the Mano situation with, uh, what's his name? With the, with the uh, YouTuber Buck, that he uh, just jacked up? Whatever. I don't follow that kid. I don't even know who he was. I've seen him like a couple of clips, but to me, watching that Mano video multiple times over and over, right? that's the most I paid attention to the other guy. 
I know Mano. I know Mano for real, for real. Ain't about that. Ain't right. about playing around. So when that shit happened, I was like, shit, I'm surprised that's all that happened. Exactly. Like, I've known Mano before. Now, or right around that hot, now, probably before high haters. All the above and all that. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, these are people that I'm just, that's what I'm telling you. I am shocked that even it came out on Angela Yee's show that um, Mano said it was staged. That's all everyone's talking about today, that the whole thing that was set up, but he went overboard because he wanted to make it look like it was, you know, like it was real. Right. Two things in my mind here. That shit was real. And they said, hey, man, we don't want to press any charges. Uh, let's just say it was staged and, and we just went really in to make it happen. Right? Because yeah. that shit was pretty, like, pretty much get an NWO Scott Hall choke slam on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and if, right? you know, if, if you know Mano and, and what we call the hand of God, right? Man. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so this is what I'm saying. But, but even if it was staged, we got Mano. Participating in somebody saying, "If I was to beat your ass one to one to ten, how would you rate? What do you think?" Like that's even just for like clicks and to try to get the younger end of the demo to like keep going and stay relevant. And it, it, I'm just like, "Damn, Mano, you Mano, I this should be real because I've I've known and heard stories about this shit." Like, yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna we, walk it back. The dude disrespect you. Fuck that. Yeah, like if I, it was real, that. Come yeah, on. I didn't I didn't I didn't do enough research to know that it, it's been walked back now that it was it was staged. So 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 okay, well well look give me this part, Crisco. And I'm gonna put this in on your plate. Oh, I'm if, not sounding negative today. No, no, I'm no, yeah, yeah, dude. Actually, like I said, there there dude, there are real facts that are happening in this conversation, right? So we can only deal with the facts. Like you're not telling anyone to come online and do this stuff. So to me, that's that's not negative. Like that's what I'm telling you. Like when I I'm so I'm not so old. But I've done so much in this career. Sometimes I look back and I think, oh, I forget. And like this conversation reminded me, like, dog, I would never like the shit that happened in Houston when Tip was riding around and on the buses and thing with between Lil Flip and like to see like Jay Prince and everyone get involved in the city. Like, yo, this shit's got to stop to watch different beefs between this person and this person and this person. I'm on the beef three and four. Go back and look up the documentary series. So I've been talking about beef. And look how long ago that was. And I'm still talking about stupid beef now. Like, right. it's crazy to me that I've seen real beef where people got, like, beat up, knocked out, like, back, like, in front of me before social media or right when it was starting. And so I'm just like, I can't believe the same players involved and, like, just tit-for-tat beef right now. Do you Sorry, think man, there's I any – hey, man, look, man, like, look, look. We are having a conversation about this, right? So you, you – to your point, right, like – this is happening in real life in real time, which is always my concern, right? My concern with all of this stuff is with all of this stuff of chasing numbers and, and this and that sort of thing, right? Think about it. We just lost takeoff, right? And we lost takeoff pretty much on camera because there were cameras actually running, right? There, there are people shooting real live cell phone video and we lost them on camera. Speaking of the Mano thing, right? We both know Mano. Like I literally text Mano after I saw it. I, I saw it and I literally text Mano, Right. My thing with that, to your point, now that I'm hearing, because I didn't even know that it was supposedly that it was the talk of it being staged, right? But to that point, right, if Mano, being the Mano that we know, and it mistakenly goes too far and that kid really gets hurt, then we're in a whole nother place to that point, right? And a point that I've made in these discussions before, for clicks, whatever we're doing to go viral, but to me, we as a black and brown community are still the ones that are suffering because to, in my opinion, we're the ones to your other point that are dying and getting hurt in real time. Mm -hmm. 
So do we put some of that on the audience though? And I do. Is there a chance that we could ever even make the audience stop clicking? No, because that's not our that's not our job. That becomes a censorship thing. Like when you start censoring what people can view, what they can't view, how they should feel, like it's a slippery slope, man. But as a conscious of creators, we have a responsibility, if you choose that responsibility, to put out content that can better humanity. That can, but again, you may not get the clicks. It depends. It's a sacrifice for some people. But at the end of the day, if you're a man or woman of integrity and you care about your character and you care about what you're putting out, um, you look at things a little different. But then at the end of the day, you got to feed your family. So I understand how some people, I have to do this. I got to make this content because these clicks, these whatever, feed my family. So you can't judge it. But I think it just comes down to an individual responsibility to yourself and to the community. Um, because at, then at one point you become hypocritical because I see a lot of these same people talk about mental health, uh, uh, giving back. Well, why do the rich have everything? And yeah, it's not fair. But then you contribute to the same problems. But it's okay because you got to feed your family. It's called nimbyism, not in my backyard, pretty much. But on the social media aspect or referring to your own family as your backyard or your life. And I think you got to like really, really, really be careful on when we talk about like whose responsibility or whose fault or can we stop this and that. That's just my opinion. Hey, man. Whew. Well, you know, uh, the clock's running down on us, Crisco, today. And and, and like I said, I, I didn't want to drag this one out, but I feel like, you know, when, when we're talking OGs and we're talking about what's going on on social media and we're seeing all the things that go on, um, I it was a conversation that I definitely wanted to run by and and have with you with you here because you know sports and entertainment it all goes hand in hand and and uh, you know Bootsy goes to a lot of games too. Bootsy's like you know he's a big sports fan. So. I'm not anti I'm not anti anybody. I like both of the artists. But one more thing when we talk about OGs, why don't we start encouraging people to find OGs in our industries, OGs that are like businessmen or great fathers, other friends that like you want to hang around with that can encourage you to be better those are the ogs that you got to start finding or mentors that you got to find and if you didn't have those ogs growing up maybe you didn't have the right ogs that really wanted the best for you you know what i mean and and, and that's time when you got to stop and reflect like damn he's right they didn't really care about me and so sometimes you got to think like was i even living for the right code was i even was this made up Whose code was this? Was this his code or was this a real community code for this group of people or this group of people? And like, you got to really figure that shit out at one point in your life. Whose code were you living for? Because there's a Bible code. There's, there's right. other types of code that you can live by. There's a human code. And maybe you were living and, and running for the wrong code. And I think at one point, again, right or wrong is objective onto who you are serving or who you respect. And I think we all have to look at that as well, man. Yeah, and I think to that point too, like you, when you're talking OGs, right? A lot of OGs that were back in the day, though, we really saw them doing something, right? Like think about it, because we didn't have social media, right? So a lot of my OGs before social media took over, I really saw them doing certain things. So they became OGs because I was looking up to them because, like I said, they were really doing things. I think in the world of social media, we got a lot of people that people are looking up to as OGs because it looks like they're doing something. 
You understand right. what I'm saying? Like social media can make you look like you're doing something and you really not be doing anything. And a lot of a people lot of- that are caught up in. Right. A lot of people that are caught up in numbers and in likes and stuff like that, they start following and, and, and acting like these people are preaching the gospel when in reality it's just numbers and smoke screens. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're not really doing half the things that, they're, that they say that they are. Like, I, I'll never forget this. And I'll, I'll end with this point right here. My, my girl, Tony, uh, Tony Howard, who I love, uh, check her. She got a dope uh, LinkedIn class going on right now. Tony said that that half the time, if you think about it, right. When you're watching these people online that tell you like they got this course, right? And they're like, yo, yo, come take this course or whatever. That half the time, they're not even successful or rich before they put that course out. But they've they've gotten you so dope with the advertisement and the ads that they're running that now that yeah. you buy the course, that's when they're suddenly rich and successful. But they weren't even successful and rich before you bought the course that they're telling oh. you that they know so much about. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Maybe, maybe social media is what happened to the OG. Maybe that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Chris hey, Cole. Hey, talk about, I, I want to talk about uh, Deion Sanders and why people are going on, on, on him today. Look, we can say that for next week. Just because, okay. uh, just, let me just tease everyone right quick. This is what, what you call effective teasing in radio, okay? So Deion Sanders made a comment that he was looking for certain types of family backgrounds for certain people to play positions. It's pretty much kind of what I'll just say. If you are, if you are a son of a uh, two parent household and you have a certain GPA, you belong at this position. If you come from the streets pretty much, or maybe you don't have two, two parents in the household and uh, single mom, single dad, you don't have a lot on the table when you eat. You're probably going to be great at this position. I want you to play this for my team. See, I didn't get specific. I just gave you enough to tune back in next week because I want to talk about that. <laughs> Chris, go hitting them with the T's here at the Players Playlist, man. Uh, <laughs> as always, man, where can they find you at online? Yo, hit me up at Chris Go Kid. I brought the 2017 to 2018 back out, so I figured let me let me rock that a couple more. Hey man, I, I like that. I like that hoodie right there, man. Of course, uh, at DJ Eakin across all platforms, at DJ Eakin TV across YouTube. Shouts out to uh, Jason and the whole entire Radio Influence family, man. Crisco, man, I appreciate you in uh, uh, prime time next week. Uh, we might need a guest or two to talk about that though. That one, that one sounds a little like we gonna be in the trenches. <laughs> you know what? Coach, you know what? Bring our good friend. Ian Beckles back, please. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we can get Ian back next week, man. Players playlist, man. For everybody rocking with us, man. I appreciate you, man. DJ Eakin, Crisco Kid, man. We holla. <laughs> <laughs>